What's up, everyone? I'm your host, JJ Rivera, and welcome to 305 Culture, a podcast where you'll feel the heat. Now let's get down to business and talk some Miami Heat basketball. Hey, Hoopheads, we appreciate you listening to this episode of 305 Culture. Be sure to check out these other NBA pods on the Hoopheads Podcast Network, including Cavalier Central, Motor City Hoops, Blazing the Path, Hashtag Lakers, Knuck a Few Buck, Spanning the Spurs, X's and O's NBA Breakdown, LA Hoops, The Wizards Hoops Analyst, and At the Buzzer, plus our coaching-focused podcasts, Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players Court, Bleachers and Boards, and The Green Light. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoopheads podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host, Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game, from grassroots to the NBA. Hey, Hoopheads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com. Spelled A-R-Y-S-E. And use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E dot com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. What's up, everyone? I'm your host, JJ Rivera, and welcome to 305 Culture, a podcast where you'll feel the heat. Now let's get down to business and talk some Miami Heat basketball. Okay, let's review the Heat's week. Miami went 2-2 two two on the week with losses to the... Hornets and the Wizards and wins against those same Wizards and the Knicks um, earlier today. Let's start with the Heat-Hornets game. This game was... Um, the first two losses were really bad losses for Miami. <laughs> it's I'm going to have a really hard time picking which loss was worse. Either the Wizards or Hornets won. But I guess... The, both games were winnable at the end, and both games were blown, were blown in spectacular fashion. We're not going to pick a, a... It seems like an unfruitful exercise to pick a worst loss of the week. So let's just discuss both losses. The first quarter went, went pretty standard. Miami and the Hornets traded some punches. The second quarter, though, I want to highlight something. Max Struss was on fire throughout the whole game. And it was really encouraging to see, given that some people are wondering whether Duncan Robinson might be a trade chip in the future. And I was listening to uh, the five recent Sports Network podcast, five on the podcast network, five on the floor podcast, covered the Miami Heat. They mentioned that maybe we shouldn't worry that much, given that. Well, ESPN's Jorge, Jorge Sedano mentioned that maybe 
maybe we shouldn't worry that much about Duncan because maybe we can generate we can create a Duncan Robinson light with Max Struss and we don't have to give him a huge contract because Duncan's in line for a pretty substantial raise in the offseason but let's not talk about that let's talk about the game every Bradley was struggling with a three ball when he was open he was he was either rim he was either putting up short or throwing I, I think he even threw an air ball Zeller and Wa- particularly Washington was really struggling against the heat he was he couldn't finish at the rim they they defended him pretty well Zeller in the second quarter he looked he looked a bit overwhelmed but then in the rest of the game he, he played really well Miami went on a 7 nothing run in that second quarter and yada 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 Max Strauss basically the highlight of the game 17 for him in the half but Malik Monk was killing us and that leads us to our thought of the game Malik freaking Monk I tweeted that Malik Monk basically decided to become prime Ray Allen in this game on this game and you know that that he became the half ended with Miami up 57 to 54 but I really want to talk about that fourth quarter because that fourth quarter was atrocious Miami had a 10 point lead with less than four minutes remaining in the game and they lost the game now most of most of that was attributed to Tyler Hero was shooting poorly in that game. He passed the ball pretty well. He had eight assists. And on defense, Duncan and Tyler were being relentlessly attacked. Somebody said that that basically they the Hornets were playing the attack the white guy offense, which, you know, I think that's that's fair because Tyler and Duncan cannot defend well. Duncan might hold his own for a bit a couple of times because he's got longer arms. But Tyler Hero, he's got a really short wingspan. He's not exactly a really tall guy. And he doesn't have the foot speed to stay in front of quick guards. So the Hornets, Devontae Graham was making some really tough shots. Malik Monk, as I mentioned, he was outstanding in the game. He finished with 36 points and 9 three-pointers, which prompted Bill Simmons to come out of Twitter retirement and say that he never stopped believing in Malik Monk, which you know, fair enough. Never he it only had to come at the expense of the Miami Heat, and that was ah uh, that was really that was infuriating. Honestly, it was a really infuriating game to watch. I want to talk about the final possession of regulation. Well, not the final. Well, yeah, the final two possessions of regulation for the Hornets and the Heat. On the game time possession, Iguodala started a monk. Monk ran towards the towards the left side of the floor, uh, around the around the the corner of the the corner of the three point line, but not quite. So Zeller set a screen for him in order to get Iggy off of him. But who was defending Zeller on that possession, which caused the switch? Bam! Now Bam is our best defender and you know we I felt pretty confident when I saw what was going to happen but Bam made a soft contest which doesn't make sense given that A the Hornets were down 3 and they needed a 3 to stay alive and B Malik Monk had was killing you all game long 
and you decide to con to soft contest him. So anyway, Malik made the three, and here's what happened in the ensuing possession for the Miami Heat. Jimmy Butler dribbled the ball up the floor, and Spo decided to not call a timeout, and which he said later in the postgame conference that he trusted Jimmy to create a good play, and that if it were, I'm paraphrasing here, that if it were any other player dribbling up the court, he would have called the timeout. Hindsight is twenty twenty. We all now think that he should have called the timeout because Jimmy ended up settling for a three-point shot when Jimmy Butler has not made a single three-point shot throughout the season. That was really bad. So the Hornets end up killing Miami in overtime. And Miami actually shot pretty well. They shot 47% and they made 19 three-pointers. But Charlotte made 21 three-pointers and the 15 turnovers are still... The turnovers killing Miami still, and Miami ultimately lost the game 129 to 121. Some thoughts. Max Struss is this was I don't want to call it his coming out party yet, but he he showed himself, and he was it was really encouraging to see him see him play that well, and yeah, let's see how his career goes. I hope he he has a very successful NBA career. The Miami Heat defense in that game, the switching. Sometimes there were so many unnecessary switches on the uh, on the half court that the Hornets exploited that. So they just basically hunted the switch in order to have Duncan or Hero. And then the guards, Lamelo, Devontae Graham, and Malik Monk attacked them. So we sh that's something that we, sh we need to fix up. Which, move which leads us to... The second loss of the week. At least it came in back-to-back -back fashion, so we finished the week with some a bit of positive energy. Heat Wizards. First quarter. First off, no Westbrook for Washington. So, you know, we thought, well, well Westbrook's not been pretty good. But, you know, as my friend Corbin Ford, who covers the Spurs for the podcast network, you should check out the Spanning the Spurs podcast, really good. His favorite player is Russell Westbrook, and, you know, he was defending him because... Westbrook was essentially playing on one leg, which is true, but Westbrook is a historically inefficient player. But you know, Westbrook is still a big part of their offense, so I was thinking, hey, this gives us a pretty good chance to win. This might be one of the worst teams in the league, so let's get this W in order to get our season back on track. Well, no, that's not what happened. The first quarter went pretty well. Miami won on an 11 to 13 to nothing run to start the game. When before. Uh, after Beal scored the first six points for Washington, and man, that guy is a professional scorer, scoring machine. There's a reason he's leading the league in points per game. Jimmy was getting it to the line at will in that first quarter, and but the Wizards ended up tying the game after an eight to nothing run. But Miami squeaked by in the first quarter, thirty-four to thirty-one. Now, in the second quarter, some issues started to arise. First off, Duncan Robinson, there was a position where Duncan Robinson let Denny Abdija get to the basket way too easily. There was literally no resistance to him. And there was, the Heat were deploying an interesting strategy. They were selling out to contest Dallas Bertans, who's one of the best three-point shooters in the league. They were essentially selling out to contest his shots, and it was working to a degree. But that left the paint in vulnerable position, which led to Alex Land getting whatever he wanted in the paint. Now the Wizards... 
they still got a lot of threes. They were getting a lot of the points off the three-pointer. But Tyler Hero matched weather the storm for the, for the Miami Heat. And the Heat were matching the, the Wizards three by three. They were matching them punch, punch counter punch. But the Wizards had nine threes in the first half. But Miami weathered the storm and took a 65-55 to lead into the half. Now in the third quarter, Hero started off on fire. Kelly was struggling all game long, and he has been struggling a bit shooting the ball lately, which is concerning to me. I I think we should move on for, from him. His salary is great to for a trade partner in order to acquire either at Thaddeus Young. Somebody suggested, I believe it was Simon Young, who, who is a contributor for Fansize Miami Heat site. He pointed out that Harrison Barnes has been pretty outstanding in his last few games. He has been efficient, and he has he can score. So he brings he's a veteran, so he could strength, strengthen that for front court position for the Miami Heat. Now, I I really I wanted to highlight a position here. There was a really cool sequence, even though we ended up losing losing the game, but on defense, where Jimmy. Was guarding Beal. Beal gave up the ball, and Beal made a really good cut to the basket, and he got the ball back. So Jimmy was playing catch up, and Bam made a perfect rotation to the rim, and Beal couldn't get the couldn't get the back basket. Those are, those are the types of plays that Bam flashes, and the team as it as a whole they show these flashes of brilliance that give you hope. Neither team actually shot particularly well in that quarter. Duncan was pretty quiet up to that point. He airballed the three-pointer as just as I was writing that. And Avdija missed a wide-open dunk. So both teams had shooting woes in that quarter. But the Wizards struggled a bit less. And it enabled, for, and enabled them to come back to the game. And the Wizards were getting a lot of open corner threes. So listen... The Wizards were out at one point outscoring the Heat 22-11. to And Miami entered the fourth quarter with a five-point lead, 82-77. to And uh, entering the fourth quarter, the Heat, the Heat offense was still struggling. And right now we have one of the... We have a bottom four offense in the league. Which I expect for it to be fixed, given that Jimmy, Jimmy and Goran have missed some games. And now without Goran on the fold... It's going to be a bit tougher for the offense to get going, especially the second unit. But now that Hero moved to the second unit, maybe we can expect something a bit better. The three-point defense, atrocious. After deploying the... I, I think Miami started to see that the Wizards, Alex Lynn in particular, was getting anything he wanted inside. So they stopped selling out at the three-point line. And the Wizards... Were getting absolutely anything they wanted. Jimmy basically carried the offense in the quarter, but Bradley Beal was outstanding. He finished with 32 points, and he the man was is an outstanding scorer. Kelly tied the game at 98, and then one of the worst possessions I've ever seen from the Miami Heat ensued. I believe if you watch the game, you know the one that I'm talking about, which basically. The Wizards bailed the heat, the team, the Heat out because that was going to be a shot clock violation. Bodies were rolling around the floor. 
nobody could hang on to the ball. Jimmy basically got he's he's so good at drawing fouls that he managed to sell the contact and the refs called the foul. So the Heat <laughs> saved some points in that position, but that was absolutely going to be a turnover. The game, as I mentioned, was winnable. Miami only needed, needed two points to tie, but it seemed like an impossible task. The offense was sputtering. They couldn't get anything going. Everybody had a crack at it, and they couldn't. The Heat got the stop and the rebound, but they just simply could not get the basket. Miami almost forgot to foul. They led like three seconds off the clock before they fouled Bradley Beal. And the Wizards won. 103-100. And the final shot was taken by Tyler Hero. Who threw up a, a, a shot. That's all I have to say. I really have what is there to say about this game that hasn't been said. It was a terrible loss. Words cannot truly describe the disappointment that this loss cost all of all of all of the Miami Heat fan base because Miami Heat fans were really NBA on Heat Twitter was really alarmed at at this loss as I was really I didn't watch the game that night I watched it later but yeah I understood the disaster that it was Miami shot forty three percent from the field to Washington's forty one point seven thirteen turnovers for Miami which was not that bad. And still we lost. Now, on to more positive news. After the break, we're going to discuss the Heat's two wins this past week. And we're going to award the Heat Player of the Week. And we're going to take a look at the week ahead. So stick around for more 305 Culture Podcast Talk. See you after the break. With the start of the NBA season in full swing, we invite you to come and hashtag prop op on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. They have eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top-tier athletes in a respective sport. For example, in the NBA, you choose 5 out of the 10 player prop options to build your lineup. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or under based on its likelihood to occur. The more points the selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Thrive has awarded over $2 million in prizes since launching in 2018, and has thousands more guaranteed for the NBA this season. Use promo code JIMMY, that's J-I-M-M-Y, when you sign up today and you will receive an instant deposit match up to $50 on your first deposit of $20 or more. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store, or by visiting their website, www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and hashtag PropUp today. And we're back. Okay, let's talk about the positive things that happened this week. Let's talk about the Heat's two wins that came on the latter part of the of this week's schedule. Let's talk about Heat Wizards Part 2. I'm going to be really quick here because this game was pretty much over when it started from the first quarter on because Miami just came in here, came to play like the Eastern Conference champions, like the team that we all expected to see this season. Bam, I'm just going to do some quick highlights. Bam was excellent in the first. He scored 15 points. Miami did an excellent job containing Bradley Beal. He had his worst game of the season. He scored only 7 points. Turnover is still kind of an issue for Miami. They had 16 in total, which is just one shy of her season 
of a season average of 17 per game, which still ranks 30th in the league. Not a good category to be the worst team on. And the Heat had an outstanding shooting night, and they really played there. They really played well. Washington failed to score 100 points, which I'm going to reference later that the Heat defense has started to pick up. They were one. Of, they had one of the worst defenses in the league, and they're right now they're middle of the pack. We're gonna discuss that later, which you know, mostly I think can be attributed to one Jimmy Butler. Forty-nine percent from the field for Miami compared to thirty-seven percent for Washington. Sixteen threes for Miami, the same number of turnovers that they had, and the Heat won one twenty-two to ninety-five. Now. This was, uh, I think, yeah, this was the first game that the Tyler moved back to the bench. So this, I think, that's the role that best that best suits Tyler. He, as I'm going to discuss in the Heat next game, that's the this is the role where he looks much more chill and free, and he can play, you know, with all the swagger that he likes to play with, and because. He doesn't have to be the one that initiates the offense for everybody else when he's playing point guard. With the second unit, he can be the primary scorer and playmaker. So I think that enables him to play freer and not be and look as stressed out. So let's see if, if the, he continue with this plan with, because, well, they won both games in which they had a different starting lineup. Heat Knicks. Now, this was the game that was played earlier today. They played, you know, well, obvious reasons. The NBA is doesn't want, the NBA doesn't want to doesn't want its games to overlap with the Super Bowl because that's a that's rating suicide. Anyway, Kendrick, Duncan, Jimmy, Kelly, and Bam start the game, and in the first possession, Bam B- Butler, excuse me, sets up Bam beautifully for a dunk of a pick and roll. Miami's offense. Start off very slowly. They couldn't make a three-point shot. And the Knicks' defense has been well-documented. They defend very well. You know, Tom Thibodeau is a heck of a defensive coach. And the Knicks, in in their first season under him, have shown real improvement on that side of the ball. So you cannot deny that. They were defending the -the off-the-ball actions from Miami very well in the first quarter. And the Miami offense, as a result, was was sputtering. One for eight start for Miami for the field. Reggie Bullock was killing us. He was the latest random player on on an opponent that suddenly decides to have a career day, career night, I should say, against the Miami Heat. Somebody tweeted out, I think it was Austin, his at Chef Trilly. He said that he's tired of seeing and insert random player here, insert random team here having a career high against the Miami Heat, which, you know, Frankly, I'm very tired of it too. At least he didn't kill us in the same way that Malik Monk did because... Jesus, Malik Monk, that game. So, Bam started defending Julius Randle, who, by the way, is having a heck of a season. I haven't watched a lot of Knicks basketball. The only game I watched of of the Knicks was the one where they played against the Nets, which they got blown out. But Julius Randle, he's definitely making a case for All-Star and for most improved player. He's one of the only players averaging 
He and Nikola Jokic are the only players averaging more than 20 points, 10 rebounds, and 6 assists. <laughs> so that's good company to be in, Julius. Bam, and there was a position where, you know, I, I think it highlighted most of the issues that I have with Kelly on this team. Bam defended Randall very well, but Kelly could not grab the defensive rebound, and he ended up fouling Mitchell Robinson. I think it's time. I, I'm going to go on a bit of a rant here. I think it's time to move on from Kelly. He, When he's not shooting the ball well from deep, he doesn't offer a lot. He can't stay in front of, of quick front court players. And we get when guard he gets switched onto guards, he cannot guard he for lack of a better word, will defend them effectively. He's got short hands. He's not exactly a very strong player. He takes charges. But yeah, when he's not on from three, he his own well this game he contributed with some nice cuts and he had a crucial basket late in the game. But I think it's time to move on from him. He's an expiring deal. I am very sure that I am willing to bet that he ends up trading, getting traded this season before the deadline because the team needs some reinforcements and Kelly's an expiring and he's got a very fat salary in order to match up with some really good players to target, which again, I think we should primarily, we should, we should focus on a front court player that can rebound, please. And a and another playmaker. Although the playmaking part, I think, should be a secondary concern. And the front court player should be the main focus for the Heat to address. I forgot to mention that Avery Bradley will be out for about four to six weeks, I believe. About four weeks. So, best wishes towards the recovery. This is a pretty bad blow for Miami. He was our point of attack defender the backcourt so yeah it sucks to see him get injured the team has, has had some bad luck with the COVID related stuff and now some and injuries so but I hope that Avery recovers and he comes back to being 100% on the court Hero came in for Duncan and the Heat won on a 13-3 scoring run Kendrick Nunn was making was making shots making a lot of threes he, was, he looked confident on the floor 16 to they, I said 33. It became a 16 to three run for Miami, but then the and to end the quarter, both teams started playing a bit sloppy on offense, and Bam ended the quarter with an exclamation point block, a trademark Bam block on Julius Randle to end the quarter, and Miami led 25 to 23. In the second quarter, we saw the the first time, the, it was the first time that the Heat deployed their two three zone. And a stat from the broadcast, the Knicks are one of the worst performing teams against the zone this season. So good job by the broadcast to bring that up. So credit to them. And in the, in the first the first time that we played zone, they played excellent defense up until the literal last second when Vincent bailed out Austin Rivers and he went to a line to shoot, to shoot a pair. Tosh Gibson made a three. I was... Surprised, I couldn't believe it. Like, if you told me back in 2011 that Tosh Gibson would would be shooting threes, I wouldn't believe you. But that guy was money from mid range. I remember that against the against the Heatles in 2011, the Eastern Conference Finals. The zone defense was mostly deployed when the second unit was on the floor, which you know makes sense given that there was no 
no Jimmy Butler patrolling the perimeter, and sometimes there were there were some bamless minutes to protect the paint. So it was it it made sense. I like Gabe Benson's energy on defense, and when when he was on the floor, it was it was really cool to see that. And Miami was doing a pretty good job of getting points off turnovers. There was a point where they had seven points of turnovers and the Knicks had none. So good job to Miami. Improvement. No no points off turnovers, which are killers. There was a play that I uh, was really exciting because the ball started to hop around and somehow and uh, it careened off the backboard and somehow it ended up on Andre Godal's hands and he made a he had a wide open shot under the basket. Jimmy came back in, but Bam left, and that prompted Julius Randle to to absolutely scorch Olenek and Achua. And Randle played really well in this game. He finished with 26, and he had 7 assists. That guy... And, and this is a Knicks team... Well, they shot their season high on threes, but this is a Knicks team that doesn't exactly have a lot of shooters. So it was really cool. It's really fascinating to see a player open up his game in that manner. And I wrote Tyler was playing much more loosely in this role. He was he looked like the Tyler here we saw in the bubble. Olenek got on the board with a beautiful back cut and Jimmy found him. Jimmy is our best playmaker. He had nine assists and he was outstanding passing the ball today. And as I mentioned that Jimmy threw a, a in alley oop to Bam. And none was really was really good good from three today. But Randall, he was outstanding in that second quarter. He scored thirteen, I believe, in that second quarter. And the teams ended the quarter training baskets, which wow. Two two teams are a team like the Knicks that's mostly known for their defense and the Heat that have one of the worst offenses in the league. They started trading baskets and the half ended with Miami up by 160 to 59. Now in the third quarter, Spo, they the Heat wanted to involve Duncan early in that quarter. He has he had been too quiet. He's one of the best shooters in the league, so you have to get him involved in order for your offense to flow. So Kelly and Duncan, he they played some a game of hot potato, and Duncan never stopped moving as he never as he does, and he got an open three and he buried it. So good for him. But Kelly was struggling. He couldn't buy a bucket from three. And Randall bullied Nunn in on a switch to a three-point play. Dun- some a tendency that I've noticed, Duncan makes some mistakes when he gets double teamed, when he gets blitzed on defense. As case in point, the Knicks force a brutal Duncan turnover by, turnover by blitz, basically blitzing him. They sent two defenders really quickly to him, and he threw the ball out of bounds, he was targeting Bam, but he just threw it away. Kelly, he could not. I wrote whatever my rant. I did it a bit earlier, but I wrote he cannot defend, he cannot rebound, he can't shoot. So what does he bring to the table? Well, apparently he can. He's a pretty good cutter. So that's the that's the type of stuff that gets you by in the NBA. If you if nothing's going your way that game, at least make some smart plays. And that's what he was doing. He was cutting to the basket. Bam and Jimmy were finding him. And that led to to some crucial buckets down the stretch. Miami led. Duncan made two three-pointers in that quarter. 
But the worrying thing about that quarter was that Bam started to grimace a bit. And he even got a technical in that quarter. Which was ridiculous because he just slammed the ball to the floor. It wasn't. It was just a guy expressing emotion. So I guess players now cannot express emotion on the court. So whatever. That was a BS t- technical foul. The fourth quarter. Kendrick started a quarter with a turner right in front of Eric Spolstra, and I believe Eric Spolstra some some said some pretty things under that mask to Kendrick. Bam made an incredibly tough mid-range jump shot. The, the Knicks weren't playing their young guys that much. Manuel quickly played very little. And Alfred Payton shoot, shot a lot. Which, again, we all welcome. RJ Barrett struggled a lot. He had... What is... He had like three points in the game. Which was... Was not, was not good. Jimmy was not shoot, did not shoot it particularly well in that game. It was a pretty ugly game. In terms of shooting for... Jimmy... But crunch time Jimmy is the best Jimmy. And he absolutely led us to this win. He and he and Bam compliment they this was the game that I think that I finally I finally saw Jimmy and Bam playing together like they did in the finals run. Man, it feels so good because Jimmy missed so much time and you know it I mentioned before that it might be a blessing in disguise for Bam to be playing that much without Jimmy because it forced him to into a bigger role. But Jimmy, Jimmy's so crucial to what the scene wants to do. And if we want to be contenders, then Jimmy has to play a bit better than he did today. But he has to play, you know, he has to give the scene the huge impact that he does. The closing lineup for the team, for the game, was basically the same starting lineup since none. Which felt kind of sad because I feel like none played pretty well in the game. That he came dangerously close to a shot clock violation, but they got bailed out by a Mitch Robinson foul in those final minutes. And, you know, the Miami Heat were actively trying to give me a heart attack, so, you know, I should, maybe I should take that up with a, with a medical professional. <laughs> Iggy came in for Kelly in the final, in the final minute, in order for defensive purposes, because the Heat were winning, but they needed some stops. And Hero, he said, screw, giving screw screw draining out the clock I'm gonna shoot for three and he made it and the game was over Miami won 109 to 103 it was a pretty good win so it was a nice way to close out the week 48% from Miami to New York's 47 44% 0.7% from the field 13 threes for Miami but six but they gave 16 to New York which was their season high they sat from the broadcast again really good i i really love the eric green and john crotty broadcast they bring up so so much insight into how the team and how the opposing teams are performing and how the miami heat are performing the knicks have the lowest three pointers made per game at nine and they almost doubled that total against the heat 11 turnovers for miami which yay improvement we are still the worst team in the league at turning at turning the ball over but improvement the, we gotta take the the positives. You gotta take if life gives if life gives you lemons, you gotta make lemonade with them. Now for the Heat Player of the Week, it was a close close contest between Jimmy and Bam, but Jimmy was slightly superior. Maybe the scoring wasn't there, but his 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 contributions in other areas cannot be ignored. 
averages for the week, 18.7 points per game, 8.7 rebounds per game, and 8 assists per game. So that's almost a triple-double for you. So yeah, Heat player of the week, Jimmy Butler. Now let's take a look at the week ahead. We got the Knicks on Tuesday again, but this time in Miami. The Rockets on Thursday, and the Jazz on Saturday. The Red Hot Jazz. Now, definitely this week will be tougher than last week. The, we have we face two of the three best defensive teams in the in the NBA, which is, <laughs> it worries me a bit. Well, yeah, two of the two of the five I should say two of the five best defensive teams in the NBA. The Rockets rank second in defensive rating. The Jazz rank fourth, and the Knicks rank sixth. Not a good recipe for your 26th ranked offense. So I really want to see how Miami responds to facing three elite defenses in a row. Best case scenario for Miami this week, I see a 2-on-1 week. The Jazz are playing outstanding basketball, so I don't know. Maybe the Heat can win, but you never know. And the Rockets, the Rockets are fine. They will be without Christian Wood, so I guess that gives us a chance. I'm, I'm not wishing injury on anybody. I wish, I wish Christian Wood a speedy recovery because the, he should be the most improved player. And the Knicks, well, we don't like the Knicks, so I hope we beat them badly. Now let's take a look at the rankings for the Heat. The Heat rank 26 in offensive rating, 14th in, defense, in defensive rating, excuse me, which I think coincides with Jimmy Butler's return. So, the Heat are playing good defense once again. So, an encouraging sign. 30th in turnovers per game. I don't want to talk about turnovers anymore. 12th in three-pointers made per game. We keep climbing that ladder. 30th in offensive rebounds per game. 30th in rebounds per game. As Adam mentioned a couple of weeks ago, he expected the Heat to, for their defense to recover. And their turnovers, the turnovers haven't improved that much, but the rebounding was the real issue here because... As he mentioned, we don't have the bodies to be a at least a good, at least a, at least an average defense uh, rebounding team, and that's something to be worried about. Anyway, I some news for the week: Myers Leonard got season-ending shoulder surgery. Best wishes for him. I think his time with the Miami Heat has come to an end with that surgery. So yeah, best wishes to Myers and his family. I hope that they that he finds a an NBA home. Whatever he fee, wherever he gets a good offer the off season, but I don't expect the Heat to resign him this off season. He might actually get traded. So yeah, some news for the podcast. We're actively looking for a co-host to join me every week to talk some Heat basketball. So if you know a friend. Or if you feel like like you can do it, just just DM me on Twitter. I'm at JJ Rivera NBA. Or yeah, you can you can find me there. Or you can you can DM the the Hoopheads Pod account. So let's see if we can get another co-host here to in order to bring you more Heat basketball insights. So with that being said thank you for listening to the 305 culture podcast subscribe to our feed wherever you get your podcast 
you can leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. And if you can leave a short review, we will really appreciate it. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at 305CulturePod. Wear your mask, keep your distance, and watch the NBA. See you next week. Bye-bye. If you have an existing podcast or are looking to launch your own pod but aren't sure where to start, the team at My Podcast Manager can help. Our podcast team works behind the scenes so you can do what you do best. We'll help you launch your podcast, make it sound great, and free up your time for the more enjoyable parts of podcasting. If you're ready to put your podcast editing, production, and promotion on autopilot with a trusted team of podcasting professionals, visit MyPodcastManager.com to get started. Thank you for listening to the 305 Culture Podcast. Subscribe and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at 305 Culture Pod. Wear your mask, keep your distance, and watch the NBA. See you next week.